This is a beautiful world. I'm Heather McElhatton, and this is A Beautiful World, bringing you inspirational stories from around the globe. And today I'm talking to Alison Carmen, author of The Gift of Maybe. Well, I always say that I was addicted to certainty. If I didn't know what was going to happen in my life, I predicted things were going to be bad or they wouldn't work out in my life. And I think a lot of people in society have this problem. They worry that life's not working out. They worry that things aren't going to go their way. And what we do is we write stories to make ourselves feel better because we're looking for some ground. And some people will write the story, I need to have this job until I retire, or I need to have this amount of money in the bank for everything to be okay by the age of 50, or my child needs to go to this college for everything to be okay. And intellectually, I think we know that life can go many ways, but emotionally, we don't know this. So these stories make us feel better. But then something happens that, that we didn't expect. We lose our job. We don't have the money we thought. We spin out of control, and the story is life's not working out. And we worry, and we're stressed, and we have anxiety. And this is what I did in my life. I was so worried all the time about what was going to happen next and things weren't working out that I wrote this story that I was going to get a job at a large law firm, and I was going to make a lot of money, and I was going to marry this great guy, and, and everything would be great, and the balloons would come down, and life would be wonderful. And I worked really hard, and I did. I got that job at that large law firm, and I remember walking to work my first day feeling I've arrived. No more uncertainty. I know where I'm going. And the second day of work, my office mate comes in and said, Allison, did you hear? They're firing half the first years. And I was a first year. And all of a sudden, my head started to spin again. What was going to happen? How was I going to pay my rent? What were my parents going to think? And it was really a new level of anxiety for me because I realized that story wasn't working out and I had counted on it so long. And I just never quite recovered from that anxiety for a very long time. And even though they didn't fire me, then I started to worry, were they going to like my memo? Were, was my husband going to leave me? Was there going to be a terrorist attack in New York City? Would I lose my job later on? And I just couldn't get a hold of it. And I stopped sleeping. And eventually my immune system became compromised. So I started to go to all these doctors hoping that someone could help me. And I went there and I said, you have to help me. I don't feel good. Things aren't working out. And they took all this blood work. And at the end, they said, Allison, there's nothing wrong with you, but here's this little blue pill for your anxiety. It'll make everything better. But even the blue pill made me anxious. So I just kept spinning out of control for a really long time. And then one day, and I, I did all these things to try to help myself. I, I did yoga. I changed my diet. And it did help. But the minute something unexpected happened in my life, I could not control my fear and worry. And then one day I went to my Taoist teacher. I was taking Qigong lessons. And he slowed me down. I was telling him all my worries. And he slowed me down. He said, Allison, let me share with you this story. And the story was about this farmer. And this farmer had a horse. And the horse ran away. And his neighbor came by and said, you have the worst luck. And the farmer said, maybe. And the next day, the horse came back with five mares. And the neighbor came back, and came back to, to the farmer and said, you have the, wor the best luck. And the farmer said, maybe. And the next day, the farmer's son was on the horse, and he fell off and broke his leg. And the neighbor came by and said, you have the worst luck. And the farmer said, maybe. And the next day, the army came to take his son to war, but they couldn't take him because his leg was broken. And the neighbor came by and said, you have the best luck. And the farmer said, maybe. And in the Taoist tradition, this, this means that things are neither good or bad. Things just happen. But for me, maybe because I'm from the West, all of a sudden, my whole entire body and mind was filled with hope. I actually felt a pop in my chest. And for the first time, 
I felt like life had possibility. I had been so worried in my life that the horse was going to run away. It never occurred to me that he could come back. And that day I went home and I, at that point in my life, I had started a consulting business and I was so worried. I didn't have enough clients. I wasn't going to make enough money. And I threw every single fear I had against this idea of maybe, and not one fear was able to stand because I realized maybe everything would be okay. Maybe it would get better. Maybe I just needed to wait. So it just filled my mind and my life and my heart with hope and possibility. And I stopped being a fear-based thinker and I became a possible thinker and it just changed my life. Wow. That so eloquently said. So one of the expressions you use in your book that I like, um, keep searching for an open space. So like, let's say somebody has a situation, a serious situation, job loss, divorce, something that's crushing down on them. How does a person find an open space inside of something that's terrifying them? Okay. Well, the reason, again, it's terrifying us is because we believe we're not okay. And I think that we're just in this fear-based reactive state. And yes, there are hardships in life. You know, there are things happen in life. And that's why maybe is so beautiful because it allows you to get to this place where you could say, what else is possible from this point forward? And there's a beautiful exercise in the first chapter of my book, The Gift of Maybe, where I think people are able to kind of start to understand this. And the first thing you would do, like let's say you lost your job or let's say something happened in your life that was devastating, you ask yourself, am I absolutely certain that these circumstances can't change? For instance, if you lost your job, I lost my, the statement would be, I lost my job, I'm never gonna find another one. I lost my job, things are terrible. I lost my job, things are never gonna change. You ask yourself at that moment, am I absolutely certain these statements are true? And most of the time, we're not certain that things are not going to get better. We're just afraid, so we're writing these negative stories. So the minute you recognize, I'm not absolutely certain, these fears I have are certain, what else is there? And that's where the maybe comes in. You sit down and you start to write these maybe statements. Maybe the fact that I lost my job, things can still work out. Maybe I need to wait. Maybe this experience will turn out to be good. Maybe something else is going to happen in my life. And as you sit there, even if you have to sit there for 30 minutes, you sit there and you write one maybe statement after another. And I can almost guarantee at the end of those 20 or 30 minutes, you're going to feel a little lighter within yourself because you're going to feel like there's more open space, that life is not, there's not just one way things can happen. There are so many ways that things can happen. And then when you're done writing these maybe statements out again and again, when you feel that little opening, you sit there and you recognize that I'm available for something else to happen in my life. What else is possible? And it, it just opens us because instead of putting all our fears in this, almost like if you could imagine putting all your fears in this little test tube, or instead you could drop it in an ocean. And you see there's so much more that's possible. We have self-limiting beliefs, and we write these stories that life's not working out. But when we remember that maybe it is, we could, there's this ease, there's this opening, there's this space, and then we give ourselves the room for things to change and for things to be different. And we fill our lives with more hope. Now, is actually writing maybe statements down, is that important rather than just thinking them? Oh, you could write them. You could think them. I find that sometimes when people are first starting out with this idea of maybe, it helps to write them. But eventually, the more and more and more you use maybe, you're just going to be in that space. For me, at this point in my life, either I'm just in maybe or I actually just say the word maybe, and it just reminds me, Allison, you're having this limited thought. 
you're, you're having this thought that you know how things are going to work out, that you know things will be bad, but maybe they're not. Maybe there's something else out there. Maybe you need to wait. Maybe you need to pause. And then I feel this opening. I feel this break. I feel this hope. And I just have more space in my life. Mm. Can you give me some examples, some stories from your book that illustrates people who thought all was lost and then said maybe? Well, you know, there's, there's an interesting story about this couple that was moving to North Carolina. And their story is more about the difference between maybe thinking and positive thinking. I think a lot of people in our society say, just be positive. Have a positive outlook in life. And I think that's great. And there are people that can stay positive. There are people that have faith. They either have a faith in God or they just know they'll be okay no matter what. But for other people, it's hard for them to stay positive if you're afraid of uncertainty. Because if you're afraid of uncertainty, when something negative happens, it's going to be hard to hold the positive thought. Like if I had a client and he came to me and he said, you know, Allison, I'm going to start this business and I'm going to get, I have $30,000 of income at the end of the month and I'm gonna have five clients, and at the end of the month, he only has one client and $5,000 of income. If he can't, if he's afraid of uncertainty, he's gonna write the story, things aren't working out. I set this goal, and it's not working out the way I thought, and he's gonna actually give up on his goals too quickly. But it, with this idea of maybe, you could look at it and say, well, maybe things are still working out. Maybe I need to change my marketing. Maybe I need to change my financing. So it allows him to keep the goal, hold the positive thought, but and still pursue things with this idea of maybe. So the negativity kind of is diluted by the idea of maybe. So this couple that I'm in my book, they were actually about to retire and they were selling their house in um, in New York. And they were they had the contract was ready to be signed. They they went down to North Carolina and they put a deposit down on a house. And while they were gone, their deal fell apart in New York. And the wife called me up, and she was crying, and life's not working out. Things are bad. I'm going to get my deposit back. They had, like, put their deposit back on, like, the last house in a community. And if she pulled the deposit, she probably wasn't going to be able to move down there to the place that she wanted to move. And there was no space because what happened is that she was really positive about moving down to North Carolina and everything working out. And the minute the deal fell through in New York, she started to spin out of control because it was hard. You know, she, the negative came up. So she couldn't hold the positive thought. And I asked her, I said, can we hold, you know, could you hold back a little bit? Let's see what happens. Maybe you'll still sell your house. Maybe things will change. Let's give it some space. Don't pull your deposit back. And the husband was more of like a maybe thinker. You know, you, you heard him in the background kind of thinking like, yeah, maybe. Let's wait. Let's see. And the interesting thing was that I hung up the phone with them. They got on the plane to come back to New York. And while they were in the air flying back, I get a call from the buyer's attorney. I mean, actually, no, the real estate agent. And she said to me that she was really sorry the deal fell apart, but she wanted to buy my client's house. And I remember thinking like, wow, you know, look, this was in like one hour how things changed so quickly. And by the time my clients landed in New York, I had already drawn up contracts. The, the real estate agent signed them, and all my client had to do was sign the bottom line. And, and things worked out. They closed within 60 days, and they moved to North Carolina. And I think that's what happens in life. We're so ready once something happens we didn't expect. We're so ready to say things are bad, things aren't working out. But if we remember that maybe they are, or maybe something else could happen, then we, we kind of have this opening in our lives where we're willing to wait, we're willing to see, we're willing to be positive. And I really believe with a better outlook, we're more likely to find our way. It almost seems to me like maybe is a crowbar into positivity. 
you know, like you can't get to positive, it, but maybe it's a doorway, like a way it, into a better headspace. It, it definitely is. And it's, it's like you've become a possible thinker. But within being a possible thinker, I think there's a lot of positive aspects to that. Because if you have a goal and you want to hold on to your goal, I mean, when people start goals, it's very hopeful. I always say I wouldn't, I wouldn't get out of bed in the morning without hope. Every marriage, every business, everything has hope in it. So when you're a possible thinker, you're hopeful. You set goals. You say, this is what I'd like to do. And you just deal with the twists and turns better because you realize that maybe it could happen another way. So you are positive, but you don't get stuck. You don't get attached. It's when we get attached that we start to suffer because we start to write the story. Things aren't working out. But with this idea of maybe, well, maybe they are. Maybe something else will happen. And the most beautiful statement of them all is maybe I'm okay. No matter what, maybe I'm still okay. Can you tell us the Michael Phelps story? Sure. Um, so when Michael Phelps was going um, to his last Olympic, everybody had all these stories about how well he was going to do, and he's going he's to win all these medals, and he's going to go down in history. But what happened is that he hurt his wrist. And he got very distraught. He said, I'm, I'm not going to be able to, to, to go forward with these Olympics. I'm finished. Things are over. And his coach made him get back into the pool, even though he couldn't really swim. And all he could do was kick. So when all his teammates were swimming, he was kicking. And, it, and eventually his, his wrist his, did heal, and he was able to go to the Olympics. But because his kick was so strong, because of all these practices, he actually won th this race that no one thought he was going to be able to win just because that kick got him to the wall in time. And it was just amazing. Again, he thought it was over. But really what was happening is that he was able to strengthen a part of his body that would actually lead to him breaking all these incredible records in the Olympics. And again, see, we don't know. We don't know what's best. We don't know what's happening, if it's good or bad. We're always caught in this, this is good, this is bad, I'm okay, I'm not okay. And it kind of traps us. It traps us, you know, we suffer, we worry, and we really give up. But with this idea of maybe we could look at life and not get caught in these, these arguments in our mind and in our heart that we always have, we're going to be open to say, to be able to pause and say, okay, this is happening, but maybe it's still okay. Maybe something else will happen. And then we show up with a larger perspective and much more ease in life. Now, how can maybe help with regret? That's, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to cough. <laughs> no problem. Well, you said I could cough, right? Yes, I did. I <laughs> you gave you full permission to cough. Uh, thank you. Um, well, it's really interesting. Two people come into my office for help. One or two things are going on. The first thing is they come into my office telling me that things aren't working out because they're, they're not making enough money, their children are suffering, and a lot of it is a projection into the future, that they're saying because this is happening today, things aren't going to work out tomorrow. The other thing that happens when they come into my office is there's a story of regret, the story of what could have been. Someone comes into my office and says, Allison, if I would have went into business with this guy, Tom, five years ago, I would have been a millionaire today. And look at me now. Look how I'm suffering. Or if I would have married this woman four years ago, my life would have been so great. She's the person that got away. But what's so interesting about the story of regret, it's such a clean story. Because the life we're living today, we all know there are twists and turns in life. But when we tell the story of regret, we forget that piece. We, we tell the story as if nothing would have happened bad if I would have made this decision four years ago. And we forget the twists and turns. And all we really know in life is everything that's happened to us is, has brought us to this moment with the hope and possibility that our life could be different from this point on. 
And when we recognize that regret, I call it the reverse maybe, it's just a story we're writing, and we have no idea what really would have happened had we made that decision. We could have been at the wrong place at the wrong time. We could have had a fight with the guy we thought we'd be in business, or that woman could have left us. We have no idea. And so it allows us to let it go and to not hold on, because when we're holding on to the past, we're not fully present. So this idea when you look at regret as a reverse maybe and just a story that we're telling that might not have been better, we're able to let it go and become more present and realize that right now is where opportunity exists. This is where we could experience the maybe. All right. So for someone listening, maybe driving in their car and um, not able to write it down, but just to start thinking about it, can you give us kind of a short nugget of either steps or ideas of just how to get started? I think the first thing people could do is ask themselves, what am I afraid of? What, what's bothering me today? What's making me feel bad? What's making me feel negative? And, you know, sometimes your child's having problems and you're worried about them. They're getting bullied. They're not doing well in school. And you're feeling that things can't change or you're having a problem with a coworker or your boss or you feel like you need to leave your job. You have to actually get to the point where you could understand where is the fear, where's the worry coming from, where's my stress coming from. And when you find that statement, you have to ask yourself, am I absolutely certain that this statement is true? Am I absolutely certain that things can't change? So if, and most of the time when you ask yourself, am I absolutely 100% certain this is how things will always be, the answer will be no. No, I'm not absolutely certain that things can't change. Even if it's the smallest, you know, little possibility, we often are not certain. It's almost like we're, we're using uncertainty to our benefit now. Because if we're not totally certain about our fear, then there has to be something else. What else is there? And what's interesting is uncertainty is actually our friend. If you want your life to change, it has to happen in the unknown. It's funny, we, we turn our backs on the unknown because we're so scared that things aren't going to work out or life's not going to change. But when we recognize, hey, in the unknown, that's where things are going to happen for me. That's where my life's going to change. That's where I'm going to get the job. That's where I'm going to improve my relationship with my coworker. That's where things with my boss can change. Then we start to open up and realize, wow, maybe there's something else out there for me. So after you say that one statement, you recognize your fear, and you recognize that your fear has no certainty in it, something else has to exist. And then start asking yourself, start making those maybe statements. Maybe things can change. Maybe I need to get a new job. Maybe there's a new experience for me. Maybe I need to wait. Maybe things will get better. And as you, you repeat these statements again and again and again, you're going to start to feel an ease in your chest, a little pop to recognize, hey, there's a little more space. Life doesn't happen one way. Life doesn't come down to one moment. Maybe there's something more for me. And when you feel that ease and you start to feel that space and you recognize things could turn out differently than you thought, differently than you're projecting, all of a sudden you're available for something new to happen in your life. And that's such a great feeling to be able to sit in the moment and feel that freedom and feel that ease and know, hey, life can be different than it is today. What, what's your idea of a beautiful world? Well, I think, of course, a beautiful world would be a world of peace and that we could all be loving and kind to one another and understand each other's perspective and find a way that we could all work together. And I, and I also think when we think about a beautiful world, we also have an internal world. 
And I think in order for us to find joy and presence in our internal world, we have to find a way to be at peace within ourselves. And I think there are a few ingredients that will lead us there. And the first is gratitude. And I think gratitude is how we could come to life with a greater perspective, with a larger perspective. Where I almost look at it that sometimes you could walk into your kitchen and you see that there are dirty dishes in the sink. And you say, my kitchen's dirty. But at the same time, you could open up all your cabinets and you could see most of the dishes in your kitchen are clean. And that's what gratitude does. We still see the things that are bothering us in life, but we could see everything from a larger perspective. We could see all the things that we do enjoy, that we do love. And if we show up with gratitude, we're going we're gonna to show up to every situation that we experience with a large perspective. And then when we go through our day and something bothers us and something makes us feel down or makes us feel worried, we have this beautiful idea of maybe to liberate us to make us see that life has more than one way, that there are always possibilities, that maybe you're okay, maybe things will change. So it always gives us this hope no matter what we're facing. And I think it also, number three, what it does between gratitude and maybe, we become very available to all that's possible in our lives and we have a much more beautiful, larger experience. So when the internal world starts to feel that presence and feel that peace, we show up differently. And when we show up differently, we show for everybody differently and we're kinder and we're more loving and we see more things, we have more opportunities. And I think we create a beautiful internal world and we help to create a beautiful external world with everybody that's around us. And you know, people use this also for how they deal with not just business, but how they deal with world events. I mean, especially with children. I mean, your child comes to you and says, mom, I'm so scared about what's gonna happen in the world. I'm so scared, I, I read online about all this terrorism and I read about Ebola and what's gonna be. I mean, I could never look in my child's eyes and say, honey, stay positive, that no, bad things will never happen to you because if I say that to them, how are they gonna deal with things as life, as life happens? But what I can give them, I can give them maybe. I can tell them just because something bad happened doesn't mean things are not gonna get better. And maybe we'll, we will find a way, we will find a way for world peace, or maybe we'll find a, a vaccination for that disease that you're worried about. So with this idea of maybe everybody can look at each, all, all part of their lives, their work life, their personal life, world events, with more hope and possibility, because we don't know what's gonna happen next. And within not knowing, it could be good, and it could get better. So it allows us to see uncertainty with more hope even when things are scary in the moment. That was Allison Carmen talking about her book, The Gift of Maybe. You can find out more about Allison and her work, as well as hear other stories from a beautiful world on our website at www.abeautiful.world. I'm Heather McElhatton, and this is A Beautiful World. <laughs>